Today is Friday, April 14th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. First thing today, we have major news on the Mifepristone front. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled in favor of allowing partial access to the abortion medication while we wait for the bigger legal question to play out in court that would decide access going forward. However, the decision added some restrictions to the availability of the drug. Previously, mifepristone was approved to end pregnancies up to 10 weeks, while this decision only approves it for up to 7 weeks. It also cannot be sent in the mail according to this new ruling, though the Biden administration can now appeal to the Supreme Court. Can't say I'm heartened by that. Just when you think it can't get any worse than a Supreme Court justice taking annual vacations with a billionaire megadonor who has his own personal garden of dictators, an even newer report from ProPublica found that this donor, Harlan Crow, purchased Clarence Thomas's childhood home from him in 2014. Crow paid slightly over $133,000 for the Savannah, Georgia property, plus two vacant lots down the road. After purchasing the home, Crow paid for $36,000 worth of updates to the property, even though Clarence's own mother continues to live there to this day. Now for the legal part. Thomas did not report the sale on his financial disclosures, as he is required to for any real estate sale over $1,000. Crow's response to the reporting is that he bought the house to preserve it for prosperity, and that he plans to one day create a public museum there. Which is all fine and good, but why not disclose it, Clarence? This is actually the first known instance of actual cash funds flowing from Crow to Thomas directly. But that's only because everything else was in the form of yacht trips and antiques. After a few days of light controversy surrounding Senator Dianne Feinstein's lack of availability to attend her job in Congress due to health issues, thus delaying the confirmation of several Biden judges, she is now giving up her seat on the Judiciary Committee, which approves these judicial nominations before they're voted on by the entire Senate. At 89 years old, Feinstein is the oldest person in the Senate, and she has been absent for nearly two months and has missed 58 votes after being hospitalized for shingles in early March. She has not cast a vote at her job since she announced, or someone announced for her, sort of by accident, that she would not be seeking re-election to her seat in 2024. The announcement came after numerous lawmakers called for her resignation in light of her inability to fulfill her obligation to attend the Senate to vote and she has not yet given a timeline to return to the Capitol due to continued health complications. Look, I understand that it's hard to give up a job that gives you such amazing perks in the form of consistent health insurance and stock tips, but please, Diane, for the good of the Republic. Next, we have an update from the Fox News Dominion lawsuit. Delaware Judge Eric Davis sanctioned Fox and its parent company Fox Corporation on Wednesday alleging that they withheld evidence in the discovery phase of the lawsuit. Specifically, Dominion's lawyers played recordings made by a Fox producer in 2020, which were not handed over during discovery. And the recordings are quite revealing. In the first recording from November 2020, Rudy Giuliani can be heard telling Fox anchor Maria Bartiromo that he can't prove that then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had financial interests in Dominion, which they had claimed. And he said that he couldn't tell her about the Dominion voting software as it was being analyzed. In a second clip from December 2020, a Trump official can be heard telling Fox that, quote, there weren't any physical issues with the voting machines during inspections. 
Dominion's lawyers argue that if those recordings had been turned over earlier, they could have potentially already won the case in their summary judgment motion. Judge Davis's sanction now gives Dominion a chance to conduct another deposition before a trial. And Davis added that he is considering further investigation and censure. But at least now we have the answer to that critical question. Will Fox lie as readily in the court of law as they will on TV? Earlier this week, we reported about a major leak on Discord of classified Pentagon documents that were very revealing regarding the United States' current relationships with other nations. Federal investigators have now arrested 21-year-old Jack Teixeira, a member of the intelligence wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard who they believe is responsible for the leak. He released the documents on a Discord group called Thug Shaker Central, where he served as a group admin for 20 to 30 young men and teenagers who like to bond over things like guns, video games, and memes of the Pepe the Frog variety. Ah, a good old boys club. The New York Times reported that they spoke to other members of Thug Shaker Central, who said that the documents were never meant to leave the group and were, quote, purely informative. Oh yeah, you bet they were. But they spread after a teenager in the group posted several dozen of the documents on a public forum. I think we can all be grateful that the forum wasn't TikTok. For our final story this week, we have a warning from the FBI. The FBI Denver office issued a public announcement earlier this week intended to warn people not to use free public USB charging ports and or cords, as they can be used to introduce malware or monitoring software onto phones that are plugged into them. The practice is called juice jacking, and they advise avoiding the risk by using your own USB cord and plugging your phone into a wall outlet to charge. If your phone does get infected with malware at a public charging port, it's unlikely that you would be able to tell that it happened. The practice is still relatively uncommon, and the FBI says that they did not issue this warning as a result of any particular incident, but as a standard field office warning. Isn't that wonderful? Another thing to be paranoid about. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. For more listening this weekend, check out the Betches Sup podcast from yesterday, where our hosts discuss the Mifepristone ruling, the defunding of libraries in Missouri, that's a new one, and their favorite insights from a Vanity Fair feature on Rupert Murdoch, including the email he sent to notify his wife of their divorce and that she was forbidden from talking to succession writers. And if you have a spare minute, I would love if you could either rate the morning announcements on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.